everybody, this is your Dungeon Master Cameron here. Episode 12 of Sword Coast Coast to Coast. Last episode, the party made their way to the town of Tazir on the Dragon Mirror, tracking down a mysterious symbol for an um, uh, organization called Serpent Operations. They're trying to figure out where the uh, uh, where the, the wizard, uh, they're trying to track down that wizard. I don't know why I'm doing that voice about it. They're trying to track down a wizard. And uh, they they did some stuff. You know, they they went to a general store. They uh, Kylie went and did a performance. This is the kind of thing that we do on this show. You know, hopefully this is what you signed up for. This is what you enjoy. We're getting back into the action pack plot in this episode. We're going into the Dragon Mirror. Lots of interesting stuff happening. Some interesting side characters happening. Sad to report that after this recording session. The next recording session that we did, I definitely forgot about the voices of many of these characters, which is a disappointment to me personally, but uh, you'll be okay, and I'll, I'll come back around and figure them all out again. Um, hopefully, you'll enjoy this. I really enjoyed recording this episode and uh, enjoyed editing it, too. Uh, let me know if you uh, if you like the sound effects that I've been putting in. If you don't like the sound effects, give me some feedback on could it be louder, could it be softer, anything like that. Uh, would love to hear. You can let me know on Twitter. My DMs are open. You can let me know on the Discord. Any of that kind of stuff. Would really like to hear feedback about it. Okay. We're also at twitter.com slash range touch if you want to reach me that way. Okay, I'll let you get to the episode. Before we move on, I just want to point out that uh, apparently for Cameron, the Blue Man Group is a step down from Slipknot, which is where he originally <laughs> described this musical act as. Yeah. All right. Just, In a pirate want... town. Absolutely. <laughs> In a pirate, just think of it this way. In a pirate village, do you think Slipknot would be more popular or the Blue Man Group? Fred Armisen <laughs> yeah, right. kill. I'm just inhabiting the world. I mean, one of them is named after like uh, like a type of knot, right? And the other one is named after like a drowned person, what they look oh, like. That's a, so that's a good oh, point. Sounds like um, they'd be pretty even then. Yeah, exactly. Well, it just comes down to the talent then. Right. And the number of drummers you have. <laughs> um, okay, so so um, Kylie, everyone else goes to the you know is already back at the, or is not back at the boat, but at the boat. Tess uh, got some swimming in yesterday evening. Maybe Silverleaf tried to to fish a little bit. Pulled up one disgusting like mutant fish living in this dock. Um, <laughs> Weg went right to sleep, no problem on his dirt pile. It's going to be a hard one to explain to the actual people that live on this boat. Uh, and he's uh, like Dracula. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like, uh, to, we're gonna have to give you a box to, <laughs> to, <laughs> to put that in. But, um, but Kylie, as you c- approach the ship in the morning, you see a rowdy pirate crew. You see several pi- rowdy pirate co- crews who are all going back to their boats in the morning. As you get close to the boat that you were pointed to before, you can finally see in the light of day that it has a big name on the side and it's just called the Flighty Parrot. Okay? Mm. And the crew that is right in front of you, they're walking maybe ten steps ahead of you. Um, Hold on, I need to write down the name of this boat because I will forget that. (laughs) 
gonna forget that shit. I will, and um, and I know someone who's listening is gonna offer this feedback, but I know it's a ship. I'm saying boat. <laughs> the, uh, so right in front of you, there's a group of rowdy pirates, and they're all gnomes. It's a it's a group of gnomes Fuck. who are all hanging out, and you see one gnome in the very middle has a big jaunty hat with one massive feather. I mean, this is like maybe a two and a half foot feather from a creature you don't even know anything about. You know, you can't identify it from back here, and she is. Losing her mind. She's just like having a grand old time still. She's got a flagon that she took out of one of the bars in her hand. She's down in it. And uh, and she makes her way onto the flighty parrot right in front of you. Hmm. Um, how tall is she? The Dread Parrot Roberts. <laughs> how tall is she? She's like three feet tall. How tall are you, Weg? Uh, Weg is exactly three feet tall. Okay, so she's probably like two ten. Um, I mean, Kaui would just literally step over. Ooh, ooh. Kaui's like uh, over six feet tall. He just wide strides. Rude. Well, it's not. It's not the capability. It's more the uh, the insult. Uh, also, the hat and the, the the enormous feather. That's true. Give me a uh, give me a dexterity check. <laughs> I'm gonna fall in the water and die. Um, twelve. Okay. Uh, you know what? Let me let me. Okay. Um, you you know Kylie, who would be God King, is a little bit afraid of water. Just a little bit, a little yeah. bit uh, cagey around water. Not a fan. Uh, and making your way up the gangplank or whatever that's called, the ramp, you you know you've got to step over the railing, and then you're trying to kind of take two steps. You're trying to take a step over the railing, trying to take a step over this uh, jaunty-hatted figure in front of you, and that that feather's adding several feet on top here, right? This, this is five feet tall, and so basically what happens is you you get your leg caught up in her hat. And you uh, hit the deck, quite literally. Um, does she come down too? It's it. No, she doesn't. Her hat does get knocked off, though. Okay. And she turns around. She's not happy about it. She says, "Now, who is this?" That's um. how she talks. This is how she talks, like a villager from Minecraft or Squidward. <laughs> I'm trying to orient myself in my head about how she should sound. I'm a big fan of 90s Canadian rock, prog rock. Um, that was a <laughs> what is that? <laughs> um, I say, Kylie. And I stand up. She says, Why are you on my boat? Um, this is the captain. Your boat? Yeah, my boat. Kylie my boat. says, oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was a different boat. And starts to walk back down the game plank because he thinks it was the, um, the accordions, uh, accordionist's boat. So uh, about this time, as you turn to walk away, everyone else emerges from their room. Um, so you see Tess, you see Silverleaf, you see Wegg. They all emerge from the kind of hold where they are staying. And, uh, you know, maybe they give you a little wave. 
she turns back around and says, my mistake, this is the right boat, and walks over towards him. <laughs> okay. Um, Cam gangplank is the term for the temporary connection between a boat and a dock. Whew. Uh, <laughs> gangboard and gangway are also... Okay, well, who, who wants to be appointed as the... Uh, uh, what do you call it? Like, the spokesman for the group here. That feels a little bit easier than... Um... I think Silverleaf, since he's got all the all the water knowledge. Mm, and that's true. Shit. Water knowledge. That, um... Yes. Yeah, that thing. That thing? The tin thing. Tess, how do you feel about this boat? I love the boat. <laughs> Look, oh, so, this is interesting. It's, so... it's, a, it's actually a ship, you guys. Um, that's a boat, <laughs> and... Uh... <sighs> Silverly points to like a dinghy hanging off the end. This is also a. This is called a gangboard. This is the deck. That's a sail. This is like the mizzen mast. I hate um, the boat now. You can you can see the captain nodding approvingly through all of this. There's nothing that unifies uh, boat nerds more than than correctly naming parts of the boat. Uh, okay, but enjoying the boat. I just, I just, uh, so at every turn, Tess is defying stereotypes. Yeah, like, look, Tabaxi are not just house cats, okay? Mm-hmm. I, I, mm-hmm. I enjoy my time in the water. It's not like I actively, I, I'm no silverleaf. I don't spend, like, seek out every opportunity to spend time in the water, but it's not, like, something that I'm gonna weirdly avoid because they're, they're, they're not actually cats, okay? The captain, she turns around and she can recognize as because Silverleaf is just arbitrarily naming all of the parts of seafaring vessels, um, she, she kind of walks up and she says, so you're the one who paid for passage? Yeah, that was me. Um, we're trying to find this. And he pulls out the the little... The little stamp with the the symbol on it. The serpent, uh, incorporated. The you mean the guild. serpent operation? And oh shit! <laughs> she says, "No one told me." Oh gosh, no one told me we'd have to go. This was what this was about. I hope you have a lot of money. Yeah, that that's that's no problem. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need an additional three hundred gold pieces. Uh, you don't how much do know. we have, y'all? I have 88. Uh, Weg has 106. Did um, I have the, the 100 we decided on earlier? I, Kylie has a bit over 200. Should we all 75 it? Wait, hold on. I should haggle. Yes. <laughs> okay. Do you say that out loud? Wait. <laughs> no, 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 it didn't go through the can. So, uh, hey, that's that's a ripoff. We already paid. Um, I don't think we could do more than uh, do more mm-hmm. than an extra hundred. She says, oh, do, "Do you know anything about the serpent operations?" No. What? Uh, why don't you regale me with information about the serpent operations? She says, "She says there's there's pirates." And there's pirates, and there's pirates, and then there's trading companies. And you can tell she, she, ugh, like they're, mm-hmm. they're gross. 
And she says, Serpent operations, we don't, we don't really, we don't deal with them so much as we have to deal with them. You know what I mean? She says, they're, they're out there somewhere. It's going to take us a week to even figure out where they are. Um, she says, it's going to be, it's going to be rough. I mean, they, sometimes we get robbed by them sometimes. Sometimes we're robbing them and then we get killed. She says, uh, you see, you see Petey over there? And she points over to the dwarf, um, who, who you saw the night before. Um, and she says, you see, you see how he's only got one eye? Yeah, that's, that's serpent operations right there. Uh, just, it's such a dangerous crew. Well, uh, I mean, I'm certain that, obviously, uh, someone with such a magnificent ship probably knows the best, that all of their secret fishing spots and all of their, uh, you know, their, their favorite, um, trade winds and things of that nature. Uh, I don't, I don't think it's gonna, I don't think it's gonna... It's gonna uh, be a problem for you, but I mean, I would we be willing to go up to a uh, hundred and fifty? Give me a persuasion check. Twelve. She says she she kind of closes her eyes, and you can see she's like doing some real m- mental calculation. This is not, as far as you can tell, like posture. I mean, this is a, this is actually a real concern. And she says, "Okay, all right." All right, that's acceptable. If we, with one condition, if we leave with any treasure, or if we raid any boats, you get none of it. All the spoils go to the ship. How many people does it look like man this ship? This is probably a 15, you're not 100% sure. You know, you haven't seen everyone. This is probably 15 uh, sailors on this ship. This is like a smaller vessel. Uh, Silverleaf turns to turns to his crew, and makes like a like a thumbs up symbol, and then a shrug. Uh, how, how does uh, that sound w- to y'all? Wed gives a thumbs up. Okay. Kylie whispers Done. to Tess. I think that we could take them anyway if we needed to get the gold. Look, I'm not interested in robbing this crew. <laughs> no, I'm saying if push comes to shove and gives a thumbs up. I had to. I don't I don't understand how this statement is any different than what I just responded to. <laughs> I'm saying if if things happen where there is a bunch of treasure, then maybe we reconsider this deal. You take that up with Silverleaf. They're the one negotiating. <laughs> no, we I, just need to. We just need to. Get I'm saying we can say yes now and then contract. take. It's not like a. It's not like Look, a, a. You know, it's while we're while we're on the ship, right? I don't think it's like a. This is not for the rest of our life. All treasure goes to this 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 captain. So she says, "All right, we'll set sail within." And she kind of turns to the the dwarf, um, who clearly is the first mate, um, and she says. Petey, how long until we until we go? And he he holds up a hand, um, like like you know he's gonna like show the number of hours. He's only got three fingers, and he holds <laughs> up one finger of those three <laughs> fingers, and she says, "In in one hour." She says, "One hour until we get underway." Until we go. No, until the boat starts. That's the technical term. Until the boat starts. <laughs> yeah. We gotta turn um, on its magic spell jamming engine. <laughs> and, you, and you and you shoot directly vertical. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
like a like an like an osprey. Yeah. Um, right in a wild space. <laughs> how how do we divvy up the cost of this gold? This 150 extra gold that we got to pay. Um, is that now or at the end of the voyage? No, you should do it now. She's gonna okay. want payment. She's holding her hand out like a cartoon villain. It's like That's 38 just, times yeah. four, right? Yeah. 37.5. Okay, everybody pay 37, and I'll pay 39. Okay. Yeah. So relief's incredibly good at math. That's that 18 intelligence, baby. <laughs> I got 69 gold now. Nice. Nice. So you get underway. And the uh, the boat, the uh, I've already forgotten the name of it, the Flighty Parrot, um, sets sail evenly and smoothly out of the port of Tazir and into the Dragon Mere, um, and you sail around for about a day. Um, is there anything you want to do while you're sailing? Anything in particular you want to be on the lookout for, or things you want to be checking out, or anything like that? Wag I- wants to try and learn one of the songs that. Um, the first mate is singing. Okay. And Tess, what did you? Uh, what were you going to say there? I was going to say I want to learn the secret to Silverleaf's fishing technique. Mm, okay. Kylie and Silverleaf, you got anything you want to do? Um, I'm. I'm. Silverleaf is happy to teach, teach, uh, teach Tess how to how to her, his uh, his fishing technique. Okay. And Kylie, you said you you're staying in the thing. Yeah. <laughs> just staying in the cabin the whole time. Yes. Are you doing anything in there? <laughs> um, are there any like books or anything? Sure, there there, there are some books. Uh, it seems like the captain is is um, an astute reader. There there's a book on how to play dragon chess. Um, there's a book on uh, how to tie knots, just like a good visual, like a coffee table book, how to tie different knots. Um, any like murder mysteries? Uh, there are no murder mysteries. Uh, or, or actually, there's one murder mystery. It's for uh, Weg. What was the name of the? Oh, um, oh, uh, Warlock Holmes. Yeah, Warlock Holmes, <laughs> oh and, and it was it was uh, um. Fell hounds of the Baskervilles. Yeah, yeah. So there's a there's a new famous um, uh, series that's sweeping the Forgotten Realms that Wegg learned a little bit about in his um, in his uh, conversation with the halfling. The halfling really liked his his murder mysteries. And yeah, there is the Fell hounds of the Baskervilles, which is the first story in the Warlock Holmes uh, universe. Um, Kai was tearing through it, though he has to like stop and close his eyes every once in a while because he gets a little, you know, sick reading the words as they swirl around. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, well, uh, just think about it. Now, after we go through these, you can tell us what happens at the end of the, the Fellhound of Baskervilles. But, um, okay, so, Weg, you, you want to talk to the first mate? You want to talk to Petey and you want to learn his song? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so you just really listen to him. Um, you know, he's not the talkative type. None of these pirates are, like, the hangout with passengers kind of type and, and mm-hmm. you listen to his song. Um, do you have an instrument or anything? Uh, I don't, but, uh, Weg, um, sang in the choir. Mm. And so he's got a, a musical ear, I would think. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's really, he's really not focused so much on like learning how to play the song. It's just like internalizing, uh, 
the melody line and the the lyrics. Okay, so yeah, so you learn a song. It's called "My Dearest Annabelle," and it's about a uh, a seven foot tall dwarven woman. Wow, yeah, who uh, who waits for you in the shore and will hold you in her uh, beautiful arms. Weg thinks this this uh, Weg loves this. That that, that is uh, he takes huge, enormous solace and uh, and comfort in the idea of being his tiny filthy body being cradled in the enormous muscular arms of a seven foot tall dwarf woman. Uh, she also could be a ghost. It's unclear in the song. Oh, okay. One way or the other. <laughs> that's, that's probably fine too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so relief and tests. Uh, so relief, how are you going to teach this uh, technique? Okay, Tess. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's what you got to do. Okay. So um, we're going to tie the string mm-hmm. to our big toe. Okay. Um, and you're gonna need this. Uh, it's a he he pulls out like a long piece of grass. You're gonna put this in your mouth, okay? So he like shoves it through a hole in the uh, in the helmet. <laughs> um, okay, now so, we're gonna now we're gonna now we're gonna lie on our backs on the deck, okay. and we're gonna put our arms behind our heads, mm-hmm. um, and we're just gonna cross our our leg with the with the uh, with the the string tied to it languidly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just like so. Um, and just, you know, bounce it a little bit, just, just casual, like, mm-hmm. uh, and you can take your straw hat off your head and just like cover your face. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're just going to take a nap and just watch the day go by. Mm. Powerful. Does Tess have a straw hat? Uh, I think, I think one, um, was rummaged up from the crew in order for like Tess to really internalize this important lesson. So. Gotcha. Very yeah, we got two. Silverleaf has actually got a hat on his helmet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, um, I, I actually... Give, I don't... Go sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, what does this helmet actually look like? I don't know that that was ever mentioned, or I missed it. Oh, well, I'll pull it for you. Okay. I'm Google, imagining uh, Solaire. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Google, like, Barbute, but, like, it's just, like, completely... There's like a slit for the eyes, and then there's some like breathing holes, and that's it. Excellent. I will never you... see Silverleaf's face again. <laughs> yeah. And if you feel a tug on your toe, mm-hmm. uh, just uh, just give a kick in the air, mm-hmm. and uh, make a make a whistling sound effect, <laughs> and uh, the fish will come right to you. Uh, and uh, literally as he's doing this, that's what Silverleaf does. So he kicks his foot, and a, uh, um, what kind of fish comes out, Silverleaf? Because I imagine your fishing technique is such that you could, especially on the on a big lake, you could probably fine-tune what kind of fish that you have, have gotten. Mm-hmm. Um, I think on a big lake like this, it's going to be a, uh, like a big old rainbow trout. Just a big, mm. fat, lazy trout. Okay, and so so that pops out of there. It probably you know weighs like eleven pounds. It's big, and it flies up into there and woo and hits the deck. Flop, flop, flop. Um, and uh, yeah, Silverleaf grabs it. Uh, yeah, Silverleaf grabs it, like whips a knife out of you don't know where, like cuts its throat and like guts it and and then uh, like throws it on the ground and and uh, and gets back in his uh, his his napping napping position 
So, Tess, give me a uh, sleight of hand check. Okay. It's this is really a sleight of toe, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, 11. Uh, you say 11? Yep. Okay. Um... So you do this, you have a similar move, you, you feel a little bit of a tug on your toe and you kick, um, and, and um, you know, there there's a world, I mean, you're, you're a tabaxi, you got claws, um, there's a world in which you could have severed the line on accident, right? There's a lot of, you, you have some different bodily manipulation that's got to go on than, than an elf toe might, um, but you, you have mastered this part of it, you kick it up, and you see the world's teeniest, tiniest <laughs> fish fly up in the air. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a little, it's, it's mostly, it looks like a cartoon fish, it's mostly mouth and eyeballs, it's got a little wiggly butt on it, um, and I, it flies up into the air and beep, 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 on the ground, or on the, uh, deck. I love this minnow. I, mm-hmm. I want to keep them as a pet. But here it is. It's full grown. Oh. It's as big as it gets. Can I... Can I Can I put it, like, in a bag of water? <laughs> yes. Okay. I want to... Wegg volunteers uh, one of his empty coffee flasks. I, I, I was actually going to say, I want to give it to Wegg as a present. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. There's just a lot of ways for this to go wrong. Okay. So I'm just letting you know this this fish could die. I I'm prepared for this possibility. All right. That's okay. I still have my first fish too. And uh, Silverleaf pulls out a jar, and there's just like a skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> Big eyes. Uh, it's one of my many good luck charms. Um. Okay. Well. Well. So, all right, so you do that. So, yeah, so uh, we'll say it's a little bit of a wide mouth flask. And Weg, so now you're down a coffee. I'll say you still have one of them. It made you mm-hmm. feel energetic. It made you feel good. Yeah. Um, you thought maybe if you had maybe 10 or 12 more of those, you could become horribly addicted to them. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so so you do that, and you got this little this little cute fish. What's its name? Um, its name is... Gilbert. Yeah, Gilbert. Gilbert <laughs> um, its name is Gilbert, uh, and Wegg loves Gilbert and is horrified by uh, being in, being responsible for something else's life. <laughs> okay, yeah, this a lot is of deeply ang- ter- this is deeply terrifying for a Wegg. A lot of anxiety but, coming. Uh, way yeah. Way. Um, okay. Cool. And uh, uh, Kylie, um, did yeah. you get to the end of that mystery? Yeah. Yeah, Warlock Holmes, he, um, thought he didn't have it, but then it turned out he, they did. <laughs> well, who, Guess who, who did, did the, who, I don't know. Everybody thought it was, like, the, like, lord of the house. Was it Kenneth the wizard? No, it was not Kenneth the wizard. Kenneth the wizard helped Warlock Holmes solve this, like, horrible <laughs> conundrum. Oh, wow. Um, it's a real crossover. You should, mm-hmm. you should always ask Kenneth the wizard. Um, it was the butler. <laughs> hmm. Well, good to know. The butler was a druid. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Okay, so uh, <laughs> this has taken, um, we'll say this happens over several days, and so uh, by the end of the fourth day, you, you've just been sailing around the dragon mirror. I mean, it normally would take maybe two full days 
you know, sailing day and night to get across the Dragonmere. And remember we talked about earlier, you all know that on the other side, on the northern bank, of, you're on the southern bank of the Dragonmere, the northern bank is dominated by um, some... Uh, uh, by two different countries, basically, by Cormier, and then by um, uh, the, another one that I'm blanking the name on. Uh, but there's two major cities in Cormier, Suzale and Marsimber. Um, and those are kind of coastal towns. Uh, so normally you can get there in about two days, but but your ship, the, the uh, Flighty Parrot, is kind of combing the, um, the Dragon Mirror, looking for any kind of sign of the uh, of serpent operations what you find on the second day um, is you see a pirate ship um, and uh, that your the captain or you know one of the the crew goes up to the the main mast and they go all the way to the top and then they tie a, a series of different colored flags to the top and then they start flipping them back and forth you know they start raising some and lowering other ones and the ship comes comes close and you know you're all told to get into the hold and the captain has a meeting and she comes back and she says all right well i have an idea of where we're supposed to i have an idea of where we're supposed to go um it's going to be dangerous um and it's going it, it's going to be well it it might be costly if my ship sustains any damage i need you to cover those costs. What what sort of damage are you anticipating? Boat damage. I thought it was ship damage. No, this is specifically boat damage. I've got the mending cantrip. I think we can. I think we can help oh, out. A, a wizard. What? Where? <laughs> Where? <laughs> <laughs> that's odd <laughs> and so she goes up um and uh, yeah about two days later so so at the end of the fourth day you see in front of you somewhere here in the center of the dragon mirror you see a cloud of a fog or you know a, a, a fog bank kind of rolling in front of you the ship enters into it it's light fog that becomes heavier and heavier and eventually uh, it breaks you know you're, you're in it this is kind of weird the fog is heavy enough that you can look at your hand and you can see the condensation forming on your hand you know it's getting on your weapons you're, you're wet it's almost like um you know it feels almost magical to some degree just because of the sheer density of it especially based on the um on what you'd been in before and as you look up you can see that storm clouds are actually forming uh, above you um kind of as far as you can see to uh port and to starboard and i don't know in front of you behind you i don't know the boat words for that before and aft yeah yes before and after you um <laughs> and so in front uh the uh the, the captain she goes and she stands up at the the fore of the ship and she uh she is peering into the distance and as the fog begins to break she says this is it this is coil island and you see it 
Uh, as Coil Island comes into view, you can understand why it's used by a small secretive trading company. Fog shrouds this island on all sides, and as your ship sails toward it, you can hear the first mate shouting, Petey behind you, shouting to oarsmen to maneuver carefully. So they, they bring oars out of the bottom of the ship. Uh, mm. Sharp rocks stab up through the choppy waters, drummed up by oncoming bad weather, and it might destroy a craft operated by less experienced sailors. When you cut through the fog finally, at the very end there's no more. A small island stands in front of you, its sharp cliffs shooting directly up into the sky as if this place landed here, um, you know, out of space long ago. At the top of the cliff are several stocky towers wrapped together with walkways, and your ship slides into a dock alongside two other craft as you stare up the one, two, three hundred feet of cliff that stretches up above you. A man in rough leather armor stands at the end of the dock, and behind him there is a long set of stone stairs cut into the rock that stretches up to the uh, peak of the island. The, the captain gets off and goes and, and you know has several sailors with her, and they... You know, they, they strut up to the sky and they have a little bit of a conversation. Um, and they start making the trek up the um, up the stairs. What do you want to do? I mean, go definitely with go with them, right? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah we should follow. Okay. <clears throat> um, so you do that. The storm that you were kind of, that was building as you were sailing here, the storm starts... Um, whipping up um, and so you get about halfway up these 300 feet of stone stairs and they're fairly thin I mean this is as much a um, useful thing right like to objectively just get up to the top of this island um, this is as much that as it is a defensive measure so really only one person at a time can go up um, and occasionally there's like a little divot cut into the rock where maybe someone could step in while someone else passed. Um, and it's a little bit scary, uh, going up. I, um, want, uh, hold on here. Um, Kylie, I want you to give me a, um, dexterity save. Um, that's a seven. Okay, so, um, there's a huge gust of wind and you're about halfway up these stairs and a huge gust of wind comes in slams into the side and the uh some of the sailors um are able to kind of uh hold on to themselves you're at kind of a corner where maybe it it cuts back into itself uh uh, i don't what is that called when switch back a switchback there we go uh thank you yeah uh so you're at kind of a switchback and uh, that's exposed on the outer edge, and you see one of the gnomish sailors get caught. His cloak is caught um, by the wind, and he sails off the edge, and he tumbles out. Now I know why they call them sailors. (laughs) (laughs) And as Kylie says that, his own cape, his own cloak, is caught by uh, uh, by the same wind, and one foot goes off the switchback. Um, falling forward um, before one of the other sailors grabs him by the waist and pulls him back on. Um, So, scary, scary moment. So, you continue your way. Is that gnome dead? I think. Oh, yeah, that gnome is dead. He just fell fell like 150 feet into the water. Oh, no. Yeah, into like rocky water. Yeah, there's a high cost 
to come into Coil Island. Um, and so you all continue all the way up, up to the very top. There is kind of um, a blocky or, you know, um, what would it be called? There, there's kind of a small block building here that you kind of walk directly into. And then that opens up into the kind of nest of walkways that go from tower to tower. Um, there is a, uh, the, the man in rough leather armor that I talked about before, he has a scar across his face, like a very deep scar, uh, that kind of even slices across his nose. It looks like it, it, you know, if it had been a little bit more angled, it would have taken his nose right off his face. And he's got kind of a, a, a close cropped hair. Um, and he says, uh, you know, I've already spoken to the captain, but why are you here? Why do you come to our island? We're looking I look for... at Silverleaf. Oh, uh, we're... Silverleaf uh, produces the uh, the tin uh, plate um, and says, We came across a uh, an evil wizard in our adventures, and uh, we're looking for uh, whoever was supplying him to get an idea of uh, wherever he might have gone. Um... I don't know. Hmm. Okay. He says, uh, what did this wizard look like? Waxy. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, he had a big blue robe. He had uh, uh, a pointed hat with stars and moons. Um, he had a great big bushy beard. Uh, he basically looked like the exact opposite of me. <laughs> Nothing like me at all. <laughs> <laughs> And he says, uh, he says, oh, that, that could be any wizard. <laughs> you're, really, you're kind of really describing what wizards look like. Um, he um, had a staff. He looked kind of old. Wait, didn't we um, get the wizard's name? Obelon? No, Obelon? that's the tower. I thought the tower was named after the wizard. Maybe. Because he was going mm. on and on about the rest of his party, right? Correct. You are correct. I don't remember any of their names. <laughs> that was a while ago. I'm not sure you got all their names. Well, you, he you said, might have, but I'm. He said names of a number of them at the very least. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I didn't write them down. Okay. He says, hmm. he says, well, whoa, how do you know? How do you know it was us? How do you know we supplied this priest? Or wizard, I meant. Um, uh, this is like Silverleaf like points at the tin and then like points at like uh, a patch, um, or like an armband or like a you know like the 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 symbol painted on like his like plate armor and says like, you know, does like a kind of like a hand motion like uh, it's the it's the same. Like, Come guy, on. It's, it's the same symbol. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the big flag on the wall that yeah, has yeah. the emblem on it. He yeah. says, well, I, but but uh, I, you misunderstand me. How do you, what what did this wizard get from us? It could, it could be a thousand things. We, we do a lot of this kind of work. Oh, this is, in fact, our whole deal. <laughs> oh, right, because you operate some kind of uh, dark, a dark market. Um, I've heard of this. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was alchemical reagents. He says, he, he kind of, you know, give me a, um, 
are, are you saying this because you believe it or are you trying to like kind of bluff your way through it oh i mean i i silverleaf believes it like give me a persuasion check then okay i'm gonna roll i'm gonna use my inspiration okay and just my logic for this of, of why I'm having you roll here is that, um, like, you have very partial information. He has full information, and it's mm-hmm. not clear, I don't think, to him one way or the other whether you are bullshitting or not. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. 16. Okay. And he, he kind of furrows his brow, and he says, uh, wait, and where did you say this was? This was... Um... He was outside of the town of Easting, somewhere inland uh, to the west of here, actually, um, at a tower called the Tower of Obalon. Mm. And so he, he, so you're in this kind of uh, receiving room almost, and he says, follow me. And he goes outside, and outside, of course, there there's one of these kind of walkways. They're, um, you know, rope bridges, basically, that are from stubby tower to stubby tower and these towers are maybe um uh, three stories four stories two stories and so they're each going from from different doors to, to different ones and this is as much it seems like to you pretty obviously this is as much a defensive measure as it is like an actual organizational one um that you know if this were ever invaded and anyone ever got up here you could cut ropes and, and you would be able to uh defend uh, these different towers uh they're very very old um and so he, um, he he walks across one of them. And he says, follow me. And he walks across one, and you enter into what looks like a bookkeeping room, almost. I mean, so there's there's one wall that looks like kind of like a library, um, and there's ledgers, you know, dozens of ledgers lined up uh, on the wall. And he goes over to one and pulls it out and goes to, like, a lectern and, and holds it out. And then he is looking line by line, and he says, um, he says, all right, let's look here and here. And okay, let's go down here. And he gets like another stick. He like picks up like a, a bookmark stick and he like puts it in the thing and he flips to another page in the back. And he's like, okay, let's see. Okay, here. And he gets another stick and puts it in the back and he goes to a third page in it. And he's like, all right, and here. And he furrows his brow again. He says, mm-hmm. mm, okay. Um, and, and he points out another door from this room. And this is a long, skinny rope bridge that goes up to the central tower in the middle of all of these stubby towers. This is um, one of the taller ones. It's four stories. And out of this uh, door, it goes all the way up to the very top level of that tower. And he says, uh, he says, go up there, knock on the door like this. And he like gives you a, he gives you dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun. Uh, and he says, go up there. He says, tell him exactly what you told me. Wag asks this person uh, what their name is. Um, he says, that's Cagwin up there. That's Cagwin no, I'm the sorry, damned. the name of the person that we're talking to. Billy. Billy, thank you. Thank you for your assistance, Billy. You're welcome. You know, people people tend not to ask anyone's names in this world, and you know, sometimes it's good to be asked your name. Kylie says, "Yes, we should have asked that horrible undead wizard trying to kill us his name." <laughs> in retrospect. Well, you know, you can. Everyone, it feels good to ask people's names. 
You're Billy dead. seems lonely. <laughs> Thanks, Billy. Uh, there, Billy doesn't have a lot of people to talk to. So, okay, what do you want to do? I want to ask Billy if they want to join our crew. No, I've got a crew. I've got my own crew. Okay. Thank you, though. Much appreciated. This, this is my crew. I'm kind of like an important person here. Mm-hmm. I'm the only person that can read these things. He points, <laughs> he points at all these, these uh, the the ledgers. So I'm, I'm kind of a keystone to this whole operation. Um, and occasionally you have, in fact, seen, you you know, uh, each of these rooms has what appears to be a standing guard or at least someone sitting around. Um, as you look outside, you can see one or two people. Uh, it's kind of unclear to you if they're patrolling the, the ropes or if they're just, you know, making their way from one tower to another. But this is a populated place. You know, you see people around, but it's not like, uh, you know, there's not 200 people here is what I'm saying. Let's head up that uh, rickety bridge. Let's do it. Okay, yeah. so you make your way up there. It looks real rickety, but it's not. It's it's well secured. Um, and you go up and you give a little knockety knock on the door, and um, you uh, it, it opens. And um, there in front of you is a um, uh, is a man with horns sticking out of his head, big curved horns sticking out of his forehead. He's got kind of a scaly, uh, almost burned complexion um, on on his face. He's got claws for hands, um, and he has a deep kind of uh, red skin tone and and fangs. Um, And he says, you're not Billy. Wait, I need to do a different voice. You're not Billy. (laughs) Good voice. Yes, I'm. Uh, but Billy sent us up here. Are you? Uh, are you Cagwin? Indeed, I'm Cagwin. Okay, Cagwin. Um, yeah, I guess we we're sort of on a. He's not letting you in, by the way. He's standing in the doorway, and it's raining. Like the storm oh. is still <laughs> is still going on. You just giving you Kylie... setting the scene here for you. Yeah. Can okay, Kylie so... um, shake his hand? Or uh, I mean, you can hold your hand out. Outreach the hand, yeah. He, he just looks at it. He's listening to Silver Leaf and, and looking at your hand. Okay, I'll leave it there while Silver Leaf talks. Okay. Yeah, so um, here's the... Let me just recap. Uh, and Silver Leaf recaps why they're here. Okay. And says... Uh, yeah, so do you know anything about this wizard and, and uh, uh, the alchemical... You know, we thought you might know more because you, you sold him some pretty rare alchemical reagents. He says, uh, uh, let me, come, I guess, come in, come in. I don't have enough chairs. There's too many of you. That's fine. Um, and, and so you, you go in, and this is um, this is not something you would expect to find on, like, a pirate island. Um, this room is much more similar to the tower at the top, or the room at the top of the Tower of Obalon that you went into. So it looks to be a small library. Um, looks to be a, a bit of an alchemical operation. There are um, several um, wires, or not wires, but like uh, pieces of metal that are sticking into the roof and presumably stick out of the roof and, and into the sky that that are going into a, a weird kind of um, gearbox-looking thing. Hmm. Um, you can see uh, a desk that he's working at, um, and there's even a bed here. So this is kind of like the full operation of, of probably where Cagwin um, lives. Um, the room at the top of the tower um 
it, a lot of it was fake, right? It was just the uh, just the alchemy table was fake. Yeah, oh, okay. just the central table was fake. Um, because remember, it looked like there were lots of books and things like that spread out yeah. on it. And then when the illusion went away, it was a lot like an operating table almost. Uh-huh. Yeah, but it, but they're both just like they're similar but distinct. It's not like that illusion was based on this room or anything. Uh, yeah, yeah, correct. This okay. it's more that like wizards live a certain way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, some wizards. Well, all wizards, apparently. Yeah, all wizards. <laughs> yeah. I don't know um, what you're talking about. Okay. Weg is just covered in mud now from <laughs> from having been in, all the dirt on his body is turned into mud from the rain. Well, I think it's actually raining hard enough that it might have knocked some of that mud off. Oh, goodness. Yeah, it's raining hard. It's Clean it's, Weg. Yeah, the cleanest Weg that there ever, this, ever was. This is deeply uncomfortable for Weg. He is not used to this sensation. That's the end of the episode. Wow, we are getting ready for some big, heavy stuff. The back half of this recording session is awesome. Uh, a little bit of mystery involved, a little bit of other stuff, uh, a little bit of just explanation, explication. Uh, we have a really good time here. This is really teeing up the next kind of big thing that we do. So this is awesome. I hope you enjoy this. Let me know any kind of feedback you have on the episode on the many different channels. Um, that you can communicate to me on, such as twitter.com slash range touch. It's going to be one of the better ones. You can also join our Discord. It's down in the description below this episode, wherever you're listening to it. Um, you can also go to youtube.com slash range touch and like leave a comment there if you would like to do that. But we have all kinds of other videos and things like that that you will enjoy on that channel. Rangetouch.com is your one-stop shop for all of this. If you want to get oriented and figure out what you might want to be checking out that's not here. If you like this show, please consider supporting us on Patreon uh, for as little as a dollar a month. That literally really helps us out, helps us keep going, helps us keep making stuff. Um, and if you like the show, uh, yeah, that's the best way that you can you can help us out. There's also merch on the website. There's also t-shirts if you would like to buy a Range Touch t-shirt. We're maybe thinking about doing a Sword Coast Coast to Coast t-shirt. We'll figure that out. I think that's it. Thanks so much for listening. Please rate the show if you're listening on iTunes. Give it that good old five star. And if you uh, are not on iTunes, if you're on some other platform, please rate it there and give it the highest possible score. If you don't want to give it the highest possible score, I guess you could do that too. Maybe four and a half or maybe 4.75 if it's allowed. But uh, five star would really be the most helpful kind. Anyway, that's a big ramble for the end of the episode. Next episode is coming up very soon. Hope you enjoy it. Thank you for listening.